Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, December 1st, 2022. Today on the Ether, Juno Ships, featuring DowDow and Swift Protocol, hosted by Croncat. Let's take a listen. All right, got a quick question for y'all before we get started. Who drives the ship while all the pirates are pillaging? Any guesses? Dude, that's a tricky one. Sonny Agarwal? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> close no one they just turn on autopilot like it's a laugh crying emoji and a green heart <laughs> <laughs> okay quick mic check and then let's got go it. you got me i got you oh 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 so much clearer great let me hit that voice isolation huh it was worth it it was worth the wait <laughs> <laughs> how you been netta uh, are you I've, ready i've been living good uh, I'm excited for this show uh, or spaces because we voted on it in the Dow and we voted on the sponsor. So we did. This is pretty exciting. We did. And yeah. we're talking for those to of you Dow that Dow. don't know. We have a Dow running on Dow Dow so that we can moderate which guests are coming on the show. And this is the first conversation that we're having using that Dow. So really exciting stuff. I've been looking forward to this one for weeks now too. Um, Dowdow is one of the projects we had in mind when we started this show. Uh, but, you know, let's get started. Um, we're going to start off with a thing we like to call Shill 60. So, Shill 60. Se- yeah. You got 60 <laughs> seconds to shill what you're doing in the best way that you can. Keep it, keep it short, keep it sweet, but really detailed as much as possible. And then we'll go into the other structured stuff that we have. Um, Let's start off with with Swift. Do you guys want to you want to do it first? Sure, let's do it. I don't know that. Why do they get to decide or choose? We should just say. That's what I was thinking. Like, this is Spitfire. Ready? <laughs> Go. All right. So, Swift Protocol is an e-commerce uh, protocol on Juno for sellers to create and ship the e-commerce storefronts in minutes. So we handle the whole process from creating your site to automatically deploying it on cash to your products, your inventory, and your shipping. And it all happens on Swift. Dope. I mean, that's even faster than the, the time here. Like That was Swift. Exactly. That was We're Swift. fast. <laughs> it was really Swift. Keep it Swifty. <laughs> uh, well, let's do data. Ready, data? Sure. Yeah, I mean, we're rebuilding the way that you can organize communities, technology, and hopefully businesses, too. Um, oh, I'm really bad at shilling. There's too much to talk about. I don't know where to start. V2's coming, coming out with profiles. You can follow people, follow their governance actions. You can... Oh, man. <laughs> alpha. That's an alpha right oh, there. Oh, my God. I... Here, we'll, we'll come back to it. How about that? Um, let's, do, let's do something to help you with that. Um, part of this show is actually to help projects <laughs> kind of refine what they're doing. So we're going to do something called Mirror Eli 5, which is each of you are going to reflect what the other project is doing and describe it as best as you can. And that kind of will help you you know, do the elevator pitch as you guys are talking and also help everyone here in the audience help evangelize what you're doing as well. Um, so this time we'll start with, with Dowdo. Like, oh, it has to be, but I don't actually know what Swift Protocol does. You weren't he, listening, Noah? He just shielded. Well, I can't repeat what he said. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is good. This is going to help Swift because... Noah doesn't understand and can't repeat it, and that's Maybe we're okay. a little too swift. <laughs> Through this show, 
yeah, through this show, we actually, Cronkat, do you want to throw an audible and do this the reverse shill at the end or towards the end? Sure. Yeah, that's that's a solid plan. Well, thank you. I think we should do that. Vote vote passed. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's go into it then. Um, let's start with the the questions. So we like to talk ship here. Um, this will be a question for both of you guys, and we really want to hear details on what's been your biggest challenge. How are you bettering the interchain with what you're building? Let's start there. It's open to either of you. Sure, yeah, I can go first. So I think the biggest challenge with Swift protocol is balancing our reputation system. So the way that we kind of handle uh, determining kind of like the trustworthiness of a party in like an e-commerce transaction is we have this thing called the trust score. And based on, on reviews that you get from other users as well as uh, TVL data and just your participation on chain, we determine kind of like, we give you a score from zero to 1500 to determine how trustworthy you are. And one of the big challenges of maintaining this kind of reputation system is it needs to constantly evolve, right? Uh, these parameters need to change based on the price of the token or how many active users there are in governance. And so we needed a system for governance to automatically adjust these parameters uh, as time passes and as the protocol evolves, right? So, uh, wait, so yes. if I could back up for a minute, you started off with reputation. What, what pain point is that solving for an e-commerce Absolutely. shop? So, so uh, the current issue, right, with using crypto and blockchain and e-commerce is that you don't really have the centralized middleman to kind of like help cut transactions, right? In situations where, let's say, the buyer uh, might be lying about not getting a package or the seller might not have actually sent a package. For any of those situations, then we need a, a way to resolve these kinds of situations, right? And there's two ways we're doing this. And one is just plain disputes where validators on Juno get incentivized through transaction fees to resolve disputes between users, but also a reputation system for users to not interact with people that might cause problems in the first place, right? Why go through the whole like dispute system and put strain on the network by having validators complete these tasks when you can avoid the situation entirely through a reputation system where you're able to see that the person you're interacting with is not necessarily trustworthy. So, Swift, just for a second, since I'm getting a lot of messages, I, I'm wondering if your mic is, if you could do something with your mic, because it sounds very robotic and, and it's cutting in and out. And I, I hate to stop you in the midstream, so we'll give you your time. But um, could you maybe leave and come back? And I think that right. might fix it. And you'll still have speaker privileges, and we don't need to vote on that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might just be a neuropods issue like what you had before. Okay. Um, now, while Swift is, is working on the mic, um, I think it will be interesting to hear Noah take over and answer this question, and then we'll come back to Swift and give him his time. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the like biggest tensions that data is is trying to help solve is how to provide people with as much like customization and power as possible in like the safest way. Because we can give people a lot of tools, but it's, having a lot of tools makes it really easy to shoot yourself in the foot. And so we're trying to figure out how to present these things in ways that is intuitive. And when they're not intuitive, hide them behind like advanced warnings and docs and stuff like that. The the the, so the problem of governance is really tricky, you know, and it's like how do you build these trust systems in ways that are super transparent and open, and simultaneously very capable. There's a lot right, of education because, involved in that process. Right, because a DAO could shoot themselves in the foot on accident, and we've seen this happen, right? Yeah, for months people were 
locking their <laughs> locking money in in their legacy contracts and we're kind of like there's nothing really we can do about this because we we gave you the power because if we if we had the power then it wouldn't actually be a DAO and you wouldn't actually be in charge yes so with that power statement with the the tools that you're building how is that sort of bettering the interchain or how do you see it bettering the interchain giving people the ability to organize themselves i was looking for a better answer <laughs> oh that was a question <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i feel like if we can't if we can't organize in a public transparent way that's also capable then all of that's going to be done by the people who are behind the scenes which kind of prevents this from happening in a community oriented way if we have only the like most educated people like just kind of doing doing what they what they want because they're the only ones who are able to do it there's no accountability there. there's no there's no security and all of these all of these systems are built on trust and so if we can't if we can't do those in a way that is that is transparently trustless, or at least it's clear who is being trusted. Yeah, because it appears like working on uh, a DAO for a while. I'm interested. I'm interested in your thoughts of you're building tools to allow this community to self-assemble and self-regulate, or grow, or or do, or accomplish together, but. Oftentimes, people, I don't know if this is just a Western democracy type thing, they they put their proxy, their vote, their idea onto somebody else, and that person takes care of the knowledge or the writing the prop or understanding the full you know, details of the prop, and they just go off that person. Dao Dao seems to because it it just allows people to just self-organize like that i wonder are there any tools or or learnings that you have had or the team has had just of regular people using it without feeling inundated by the weight of whatever a prop is saying or the amount of props mm -hmm. coming at them because we're seeing this right now tons of props popping up either because Juno's really cheap um or they you know Maybe they want to be heard more, and they're not feeling heard. Mm. And in Dow Dow, there's a, there's a lot of props coming. So I'm interested in any learnings you had of just regular people using it, and if it's mm. been beneficial. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a great question. That's a great question. Um, I feel like we we were finding that we want to strike some balance between like full direct democracy and and like dele delegations in, in the Republic system. Because um, I don't think everybody actually has all of the context necessary to make every vote, but everyone should have the option to make every vote um, if, they, if they decide that they want to. And so I think we're finding that a delegation system is gonna be very powerful and helpful for DAOs, um, but it shouldn't necessarily be like the default, um, like on Juno. You know, if you don't if you don't vote, your delegator votes, which is and most people have most tokens are staked, so most votes are delegated. Um, which I think actually ends up being causing higher participation in the votes, although probably less people actually actually voting on them. Yeah, no, it's a really interesting question. I don't think we have all of the data to say this yet, just because we haven't really branched out of the blockchain space. So a lot of the people involved in DAOs and in, in their projects kind of know what's going on. Um, so I think Dado might might not have enough data to answer that question, like the genome blockchain might. Okay, I mean that's that's totally fine. Um, maybe as you as you learn, we can do like a checkup just to see how it's going, but. Um, yeah. Is 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 delegates coming in V two, or is it already there? Delegates is coming shortly after V two. The audit will complete sometime this month, um, and then V two will be launched pretty soon after that. And I think delegates is something we really want to get right because it's, you know, very powerful and and you know everything that's powerful is dangerous and needs to be approached with respect and responsibility. Um, so we don't want to. We want to make sure that code is is really is really good and safe before 
I'm dropping that. But that is definitely coming in the next in the next couple months. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I don't want to go too far into what's coming yet. Um, if we could pause for a second, Noah, and go back yep. to to Joseph, and maybe do a quick mic check, and then let's go back into the the simple soup conversation that was started there as well. I want to give you some time. Yeah, for sure. Can you guys hear me better now? Yeah. Oh my gosh, better. that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I guess I, I was just having the same issue as you. Uh, yeah, so I think what I was talking about uh, was trust score and kind of like how it ties into preventing or like basically seeing in advance if you want to interact with someone, right? Uh, except For example, for sellers with buyers that might be leaving false or misleading reviews or that might be starting disputes without any actual like good reason, then those uh, buyers, you might not want to interact with them as a seller, right? Uh, so if you lose a dispute on a system where someone who has their e-commerce site and uh, kind of like who's selling products on there, they might not want to interact with someone that's been known to start false disputes. Okay. So actually, if I could add- you know, get clarification for myself and maybe others feel the same way. What would you compare Swift to? Would it be an Etsy, an Amazon, uh, Shopify? Like what, what's kind of the uh, similar infrastructure? Yeah, I think the, the closest comparison would definitely be Shopify. Okay. So we're, we're doing individual e-commerce sites, not e-commerce marketplaces like uh, eBay or that kind of platform, right? And the way that you describe these interactions, it actually sounds like there's a P2P component to it. Is that is that true? Or is it more like P to or you know, B2C relationship? There is a peer-to-peer relationship, of course. I mean, we're we're in crypto, a lot of these transactions happen between the seller and the buyer, right? There's no real middleman. What we provide, kind of like DowDow, is we provide contracts, smart contracts that kind of allow you to regulate your e-commerce site and handle things like inventory and the products that you're selling. But we don't actually like sit there as a man in the middle handling these transactions. That's not what we do. Okay. So if I could spin the conversation slightly a different way, would there be a case for having a Swift entity be a DAO also? So now this ties into DowDow because we actually use DowDow. So uh, when it comes to the token, we're doing something similar to NetaDAO and RawDAO. So all of our stuff, our governance and governance, which sets parameters for the reputation system, is actually happening on DowDow. That's awesome. It sounds to me like there's wow. actually a lot of okay. synergy. Yeah, here. and <laughs> e-commerce stores on Swift protocol can also be managed by a DAO. That's excellent. Have you actually done some awesome. testing with that to like try it out? Very basic testing until now. I mean, what's really cool about Dada is you can, and any governance protocol, right, is you can submit execute messages. So essentially, if you have a store, our e-commerce uh, contract right now, how it works is kind of like a CW1. Uh, the, the programmers here... The, <laughs> Yeah, the non-engineers won't understand, but the idea here is you have like a list of admins, right? And uh, those admins can make changes to the store. And in this case, what you would do is you would set the DAO as the admin, and then the DAO would submit messages, for example, for creating a new product or confirming shipment over an order or any of that stuff, right? And if you want to kind of like divide it as well, where you only give permission to create products to the DAO, but then you give permission to like fulfill an order to, for example, an automation that you have that automatically kind of like contacts a supplier and makes an order for an item and then automatically uh, provides a tracking ID. Like all of those automation components are also present on Swift. Okay, awesome. Um, so if I could walk this, oh yeah, go ahead. Just a quick, just a quick comment. If there's anything that we can do, like any actions we can build to make it easier to manage an e-commerce store, we'd we'd love to do that. We want to, we definitely want to help support more, like you know, businesses and, and actual brick and mortar things going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, integrating Swift protocol messages into kind of like the list of proposals 
in uh, on data for DAOs that have a Swiss protocol contract instantiated would be quite nice for people that don't ex know how to really compose and execute message. Yeah, we can totally do that. And I think we can also, if it can't be in data, it can also be on the dashboard, right? It, it could query data yeah. and check if you're a member of the DAO. And then uh, you could submit an execute message and you'd kind of like have a form for submitting kind of like how you want to uh, to interact with the contract. So it doesn't necessarily totally. have to be a part of DAO DAO. That's awesome. Seems like and that's the beauty of, to talk about. of open source and blockchain, right? Yeah. We can yeah. build our own kind of like front end for handling these things. Yeah. So it's sick. So Swift, do you have a DAO DAO right now? governing Swift, or you're going to bring one online when it comes live? We are going to be bringing it online with our token when we come live in quarter one. So now we're on testnet, obviously, because that's what we're, where we're building, but we will be launching our DAO at the same time as our token and the contracts on mainnet. And we'll also be launching uh, pre-release contracts for sellers, for trusted sellers, verified sellers that might want to sell some of their products on Swift early. So sometime in December or January. Do you already have a list of those verified sellers? We're onboarding verified sellers right now. So if anyone in the audience is a protocol or a decentralized app, on Cosmos and they want to sell merch or anything else on Swift protocol, then they should get in touch. Is that, so who do you envision using Swift at first? Just verified sellers? I think at first we envision uh, protocols and influencers in Cosmos using Swift. And then sec secondarily, we also were working with existing Shopify sellers, uh, some very, very big names uh, in the e-commerce industry to kind of like bring on uh, Shopify sellers onto Swift protocol and make that transition or make a bridge between their operations on Shopify and their operations in crypto. Okay. Um, and then when you bring the DAO online, how will it involve the community? What, what's the DAO going to be used for? So the DAO Swift? is essentially just going to be protocol governance. Uh, the DAO will govern a TW20 token, the Swift token, which is what's going to be used for buying and selling uh, stuff on Swift, right? So okay, so how it. does that work? If I set up a store on Swift and everything has to be paid in Swift, but what if people don't have Swift? And what if people want to use a credit card? Yeah, so we are working on that as well, Fiat on ramps, and this is going to be part of our launch. I don't think it's kind of like reasonable to launch an e-commerce protocol without a fiat on-ramp because it does kind of like alienate a lot of people that might be interested in buying on Swift. And we're also going to be making it a lot easier with kind of like integrated Juniswap interfaces to buy with any Cosmos token. And then obviously integrate with Axelar, Gravity Bridge, kind of like make it easier for anyone with any token to make a purchase on Swift. And we handle the swapping. Right, it will swap into Swift and then purchase the thing and then what about the seller can the seller swap immediately out of swift and into something else or do they how's that going to work yeah so in a similar way to shopify uh how this works is your e-commerce contract the seller's e-commerce contract will hold the the funds that they've gained through sales and they'll be able to withdraw these funds uh in swift tokens and we're also going to offer the option to automatically to always swap profits to another token. So the idea is you'll get the sale in Swift, and if you set it as a parameter that, oh, I want my tokens in Osmo, then every time a sale is made, then the uh, commerce contract will go ahead and swap that for you uh, into Osmo, and you'll be able to withdraw Osmo as rewards. So, so what does Swift token have to do with the seller then? It's the default, and it's what the it's what buyers make purchases with. The sellers they'll get Swift tokens if they want to swap them, and we'll make it easy for them as well if they want to do it. If they want to swap them to another token, then it's totally up to them, right? Okay, so it's not a pass through. It's just sort of like here's what you need to buy on this platform, and as a seller, I can just tell you I want such and such token. And yeah, you use or... 
you use Swift tokens to buy stuff on Swift, just like you use Stars to buy NFTs on Stargazer, or you use Osmo to buy into liquidity pools on Osmosis, right? Gotcha. And uh, you, you mentioned Juno Swap. Are there any other DEXs you'll be integrating with? That's not conversations that we've had yet. I think we're the, oh, okay. we're a little early. Uh, we'll definitely integrate with Juno Swap, and we'd love to be on Osmosis as well. Obviously, it's it's a conversation to be had with the people at Osmosis, right? We'll be on Osmosis Frontier for sure, right? Because it's permissionless, but we can you can never know with um, with the main Osmosis front end, right? They get to decide uh, what they put on there. So we'll yeah, definitely be having that conversation with them. Right, I know of another permissionless one coming, but uh, I know of it as that... well. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a question, um, and it's kind of a Silky Road question. How are you going to help um, Swift stay alive if some of the seedier elements get on and start selling things? What's going on with that? So this is a question that I love to answer because it gets asked a lot. So uh, in the case of uh, Ross Ulbricht Jr. deciding that he wants to uh, sell drugs for crypto, uh, when it comes to that, there's a few kind of like safeguards that we have in place. Uh, obviously, the first one is community validated sellers. So essentially, the community gets to validate kind of like sellers that are considered legitimate that are engaging in lawful activity on Swift, and we will only be charging transaction fees to specifically verified sellers. And we can pump out these verifications very, very fast, right? It's a community done process, but really all it takes to verify a seller is to go look at their products and see if there's something illegal or not. Uh, we don't charge fees to stores that are not verified, right? Uh, when it comes to kind of like people posting images and content that might be illegal on Swift, we don't actually host or handle any of that content ourselves. Images, videos are hosted on IPFS. Uh, we don't store that data on our contracts. When you want to deploy an e-commerce site on Swift, you have to deploy your own uh, commerce contract, kind of like deploying an NFT collection on Stargaze using an SG721 contract. So if I wanted to upload pictures of illicit items onto Stargaze, then I could do it and there's really no way of removing it, right? Because uh, it's on-chain and there's no control over it. But you get to hide it. You get to not show it and uh, that's what... So I used, I used to work at Stargaze and that's what we did, right? When you have a a bad collection we have this little json file with a list of of contract addresses that we just don't show and uh that's kind of what we're going to be doing with swift as well where if you have something that's illicit it won't it won't appear in the featured section uh it won't appear anywhere on our services it exists but we're going to limit how how much it can be shown and when it comes to akash deployments as well then lessers on akash when they know they're hosting illegal content, that they will terminate those leases. So most likely, these people won't even be able to deploy using kind of like Swift infrastructure. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure we could go more more in depth on that, and maybe that's for a later show. Um, but thank you for sitting in the hot seat for that. That was a, that was one of the big questions I had. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if you go on Twitter and you say, uh, "I'm going to murder this specific political figure," then you twitter can't be held responsible for what you said just like posting just like creating a collection on uh an nft web an nf like a blockchain right uh the creators of that blockchain can't necessarily be held accountable for it right so that's kind right of now uh, maybe sure yeah yeah and we'll see how it evolves else. but there is there are there's laws in place to, uh, I don't know the exact one, but it's something in the Federal Telecommunications Act uh, in the United States, which is the same thing that allows social media platforms to kind of uh, not be held responsible for criminal uh, criminal activity. Okay. Hey, uh, I want to well, shift the conversation a little bit more. Um, let's talk about ships. Let's talk about ship talk. Um, there's been something very special that Dowdow has done uh, in terms of community and like kind of the way that, or, or the flavor of orchestration that's happening there. So Noah and, and Swift too, let's talk about community. How can community help you? And, 
you know, what, what are the frameworks in place for community members to help get involved? Yeah. Um, so we have this, the, the developer fund subdao of DowDow that basically manages the strategy of what we're working on at any given time. Um, and so we're, we're trying to constantly publish this work desired today document via a DowDow proposal that we vote on. Um, which really just outlines all the different things that we want done and how you can like links to docs and wikis to help get you started on those. Um, because we, we really we want to be very transparent about what what things we want immediately. Because this this past year and during the bull market, there's a lot of people wanting to do a lot of things and then expecting to be compensated for that. Um, but there there is an infinite money and there is an infinite resources. Um, and so we realized that we had to really be very be very public about that kind of thing. Um, and so we, we have a lot of, we have a lot of actions that we want built to make it really easy for organizations and, and non-engineers to do things. Um, those are all in our GitHub issues and also in the work desired today doc. Um, and we're just around on Discord all the time for people to, people to ask questions and, and communicate. We really like to be very community facing. I feel like just the vibe of the Discord really helps with that. Yeah. I think you guys have, have done a excellent job of fostering the community that is what you want like there's definitely some genuine work there that has actually made the output and the quality from the actual community inside of discord and you know people irl so it, it's great to see that stuff happening and i i want to kind of encourage dowdow and people that are around dowdow to adopt those same methodologies because what you guys have going is very special um even even like swift how are you going to involve community is is there levels of open source things that you will have as well or you know what what's the gameplay there uh talking about open source everything we do is open source even our pre-release code the stuff that we're working on right now is open source as well so if you guys want to go to github look up swift protocol you'll find our current the current version of our contract that's deployed on testnet it's all there uh, when it comes to building community, obviously we're going to have the DAO like any other like protocol governance. Uh, we might, and this is like throwing this out there, uh, we might have community e-commerce stores. It's a thing that could happen. And gov Swift protocol governance itself might decide to start an e-commerce store. Who knows, right? Well, that's not in our hands. Awesome. Yeah. I really like the public repos. We make a habit of data and just make every new repo public. And so even if we're 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 ten percent done with an idea or we scrap it, it's all it's all there. Yeah, and it's open source that allows us to build stuff like this. Uh, if any of you are curious, you can head into our contracts repository, and you'll see there's actually a sub module that's linking to DowDow's contracts because we use a lot of their stuff, and it wouldn't be possible without open source. Awesome. So let's talk about what's coming, what's new. Um, is there any like alpha that you'd like to share? Um, are there any things that you want community to help come alongside and help you ship? Uh, yeah, talk to me about what's what's upcoming. Yeah, I can I can go first here. Um, we got a lot upcoming. Obviously, the V two um, redesign and, and contract upgrade will be here soon, probably before the holidays. Um, but on top of that, that's really that's really laying the foundation for the other things we want to build. And so the things that are coming really soon after that, well, something I just tweeted was the token swap action, which is just a very easy to use, very powerful way to create DAO to DAO, DAO to wallet relationships, whatever you want. Um, that lets you basically just establish this mutually beneficial relationship, swap DAO tokens, swap financial tokens, um, in a in a very like beautiful transparent way um, which really enables investment data which will probably be a big thing um, next year another thing um, that's coming on top of the v2 ui is this whole payroll ui interface so with the df that i mentioned the developer fund that we we have a, a monthly contributor drop where we have an intake survey of all the contributions and then the developer fund members who are active contributors rate all of those contributions before we were doing like a Google form Qualtrics survey system um, and we decided to just bake it right into the UI. 
And so we'll have an action where you can just turn on a compensation UI and get this really beautiful, easy to use native um, UI that lets you do um, wallet, private key gated web two surveys um, so that you can manage your own compensation right from there. And then there's a package in the in the repo that lets you add adapters, just like all the other adapters in our in our front end repo, um, that lets you write your own compensation system. And DAOs can just submit proposals to pick which one they want to use, which will be really awesome. Um, wow, I like the sound of that. <laughs> That's super yeah, awesome. I think that'll be really important for running organizations that actually, you know, <laughs> pay people and, and have and have really active development. Because um, right now it's just kind of it's kind of invisible. I think bringing that onto DAODAO makes the the whole governance layer a lot more powerful. Even when there aren't like proposals happening all the time, you still kind of use it as your hub. Um, it certainly yeah. brings a lot of transparency to the way that compensation is computed. Yeah, so much. Yeah. You can look at all the past ones, what each person got, how it's changed over time. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really cool. It feels very Norwegian of you. Have everybody's salary right there, or whatever they get paid, so everybody can see it. <laughs> um, Noah, you worked yeah. on V one DowDow, right? Yeah. How? So we're talking about shipping. How has V two gone in your estimation? Has it gone faster? Were there more roadblock hiccups that you had to innovate around? What's this time around feel like? Mm, yeah. So V two is just by nature a complete redesign. So we really just built it from the ground up with the NFT features in mind and the sub DAOs in mind and profiles. And so we have a lot more um, just like a, like a personal touch to it. Whereas before it was kind of just like an MVP that worked, um, but it wasn't really friendly. It wouldn't really invite anyone that wasn't like blockchain web three native. Um, and so I, th I think there's a lot, a lot baked into it, but on top of a redesign, it's also just like a very modular system. And so all the things that I'm talking about are just like really infinitely extensible, like the actions and the and the profiles and the compensation. Um, yeah. Well, it seems from the outsider's view, it seems like it's it's more well-rounded. I don't know if you just took in a lot of input from people who've used it and that has helped sort of model this, or you if you already had it and it was going to come after V1 anyways. But from the outside looking in, it looks super smooth. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we worked really hard on it. Um, definitely took all the learnings that we had from since like October last year. That is now like 14 months old or something like that. So this, um, yeah, redes redesigning it this second, I guess, third time because there was an initial legacy version. This third time yeah. really allowed us to yeah take, take a lot of that feedback and, and build it right into it. On top of just the new features we wanted to add, it wouldn't have been very smooth if we just kind of tacked on sub DAOs, you know, that's a very crucial part of how an organization is structured. And so really just redesigning it with a structure in mind. Uh, awesome. One thing you, you didn't mention was, I think there's going to be an inbox feature, right? Is, is this yes. going to be driving more like sit in your inbox versus going to each DAO? What, what's kind of the goal with that set of features? Yeah. Um, inbox just like just like any other inbox um, really just uh, just a central place to see all of the proposals that you haven't looked at or haven't voted on um, so that's that's kind will, of what it sounds like oh, will, go ahead. will that be something that basically could be extended in the future too like you know i'm imagining swift and croncat and netta all having these awesome DAOs and things that are relevant to that DAO could actually surface in the inbox as well, not just governance, but also oh yeah, activity of, yeah. Yeah, what's, oh, what's yeah. the plan there? Yeah. That's, so I was, yeah, so um, the payroll UI, for example, there'll be a contributor drop every month and that'll, that'll be integrated directly into the top. Um, we're gonna have, we're gonna build out the idea of profiles. And so you can like follow people's governance decisions and see how they vote in different ways and see their kind of track record. Um, you know, really supporting democracy here with this profile concept. And then you follow people and then those will appear in the inbox too. So you can see like who's voting on what, um, like a little comment on why they voted, kind of just like a like an integrated Commonwealth system sort of thing. Um, yeah, the inbox is definitely is definitely going to be extensible and, and the goal is to make it 
the place that you look for everything that you need to know about what's going on. Awesome. So, I, so an I example. So when say NetaDAO's validator becomes DAO owned, a mm -hmm. staker could then subscribe to NetaDAO's validator votes, and when NetaDAO votes, it'll send a message to their inbox because I've subscribed to it, and then I can see that NetaDAO validator voted, and what they voted on. Will I be able to see like yeah. why they voted that way? Yeah. So that's another thing that will be coming with V2 um, or shortly after. I think we just did that. I think that's in the audit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rationales on votes. So you have, you'll have the option to, to put a little explanation that'll be public. And so that anyone you follow or just anyone who wants to look at the proposal and see what's going on can just right there, see, see why everyone made the decisions they did. We might just have to do a Dada V2 show, just go through all of the things, because that's a lot we of might, shit. We might have to, yeah. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit. I, I love that. Let's definitely do that. I want to give some time to, to Joseph here, Swift, and talk about you know what's upcoming, what's new. And then let's get to questions. As you guys are listening for the next couple of minutes here, if you have questions, we'll give you 30 seconds to ask your question. We'll bring you up, and then we'll have these lovely people answer them. So. For Swift Protocol, I'd say everything is new, right? We haven't launched yet, so we're looking forward to that. But because we're talking about shipping, I actually want to talk about shipping addresses. So the thing with buying, let's say, an item on Swift is you need a way to provide your shipping address to the seller so that they can send you the item. The problem is we can't do that on a chain transaction because that doxes you. If someone knows your crypto address, then they can just look through your transactions, your interactions with Swift contracts and see oh, well, they live on uh, 123 Sesame Street. So we need a solution for uh, kind of, you know, anonymizing the shipping addresses. And the solution we came up with is actually a protocol on Ethereum right now called SelfGuard. And we are helping them transition to Cosmos. And what they do is they have uh, this encryption system for emails, phone numbers, addresses, anything. And not only uh, are they able to anonymize this data, but we're able to use it so that we can provide their protocol with, let's say, email notifications, right? We can say, oh, we need to send a notification to this uh, Juno address. And then they'll handle the sending an, an email to them, right? And there will never be an association between their Juno address and their email address. And we can do the same thing with shipping addresses, which means that a seller will only know where they need to ship a package not what address they're shipping it to. What what Juno address they're shipping it to. You gotta not confuse Juno addresses and shipping addresses. And it actually also allows us to do email notifications, which I think is about to be a first in Cosmos. Uh, and um, I would actually love to help other protocols in Cosmos adopt this protocol so that uh, all of us can start sending email and SMS notifications to our users without revealing their email or phone number on chain. And so that's a feature that's going to be coming with Swift protocol at launch. Awesome. And it will be open source. Hell yeah. So I think um, I wanted to ask you, I'm pretty sure SelfGuard is using SGX and that's the way that they're kind of shielding these, these data away from people. Is that correct? Um, to be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I've, we've had a few calls with them. We're helping them transition their stuff, but we're not really there yet. But it's uh, it's coming along. I'm pretty sure it's got something to do with SGX. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Uh, any other stuff, or are you ready for Q and A? Ready to go. Let's well, do it. hold hey, on, hold on. Yeah, we meta. have. While you're getting your um, while you're getting your questions ready, I know uh, there's a couple questions that people want to go ahead and submit your request to ask your question now or think about your question. Uh, we have a sponsor of this uh, Juno ships spaces and just to remind you um this episode and our sponsor was voted on in our juno ships dao um, so if you'd like to be a part of that community and voting who gets to talk and who gets to be a sponsor just let us know and you can it's get free. a hip token it's free uh and we'll send one we'll give you one to you so here we go this episode of juno ships is sponsored by pupmos Pupmos is building GovMos, which aims to be a liquid staking protocol for a future we can be excited about. Learn more on their Twitter bio or join their Pups Discord. Or you can get on 
pup's telegram and mess with the pup bot. Love the pup bot. Envy, what's your question? Got 30 seconds. Thank you. Hey, not so much a question, but uh, just kind of clarifying a little bit that Swift spoke to. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe uh, what was spoken to in regards to particular laws is uh, safe harbor laws in the context of internet stuff, which uh, is effectively if the managers of a platform or anybody operating a platform can only be held liable if it's determined that they're complicit in any of the offending activity. Basically, if you don't know something's going on, you can't be held liable. But if you do know it's going on and you're found to be uh, kind of defending that either through inaction or endorsement, then you can't be held liable. So if that's if that's what you meant, just yeah, that just came to mind. Exactly. You yeah, that's the term. Thank you for bringing that up. It completely uh, just got out of my mind. I I forgot the term. Thanks. Excellent. Thank you, Envy. Wind, what's your question? Uh, can you guys hear me? Hello. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, this question I actually have for Dowdow. Uh, we use Dowdow. We think it's great. Uh, we're running a lot of stuff on it. But I'm curious um, what you guys are thinking about um, in terms of bringing the Dowdow user communities together to generate like potentially new use cases for Dowdow. I kind of look at Dowdow as like this super versatile and useful tool, but it, it can do so many things that if you just drop Dowdow on somebody and they're not maybe crypto native or they're not well versed in the potentials of Dow, they may have they may have a hard time in finding a use case. Uh, that's best for them, even though there may be a good solution for them. So my question kind of is, is there a way to get Dowdow users together to brainstorm and share their best practices of, you know, potential use cases of Dowdow? And then secondly, is there a way maybe on the front end of the Dowdow website to spotlight new, unique and innovative use cases for Dowdow? Damn, that's a really good question. Um... Yeah, we, we have monthly contributor calls, community calls, but it's not, it's it's really just focused on kind of what work is being done. It's not really like an open space. So, I mean, the data on Twitter could have like monthly Twitter spaces to just like invite anyone that wants to tell us what they're doing. Uh, um, we've been trying to push user interviews a bit, but um, we haven't really done it yet. So that would definitely be a really good way to start that initiative. Um, yeah, I think we we try not to, do too much marketing in terms of telling people what they should be doing. We really like this like bottom up approach of letting people figure it out and then seeing how just kind of seeing what, what, what emerges from the system. Um, I think this upcoming year is really going to be kind of taking the foundation that we've built this year and experimenting with it and bringing it to non-blockchain businesses and communities and seeing what happens. So we haven't, we've been investing a lot of time in building and not quite yet into the like social discovery aspect that we need to do. But I think that's like our, our next big, big project. Yeah. Awesome. I have a question in line with what Swift um, said about what they're helping to ship. That sounds like a very hard problem to solve of addresses and personal information getting to the person you're buying from. Noah, in your experience of building Dada, what has been sort of, if you could boil it down to, what's yeah. been the, the hardest problem you all have been working to solve? Mm. The low-hanging fruit of just governing people is a really difficult problem to solve and one that it seems like society hasn't even yet figured out over however many years we've existed. Um, I think one of the problems is speaking on that, that tension like between the, the shipping address and Juno address. Um, deciding where the line is between where web two is good and where web three is good. Um, not everything, this might be controversial, not everything needs to be on chain. Someone's shipping address definitely should not be on chain, right? Um, that's a, that's a transient piece of data that is, that would dox them and isn't actually relevant to the, the state machine that is the, the, the blockchain, right? Um, and so I think We've been experimenting recently, like with the profile system that we're building with using the wallet private key to do non-blockchain related actions, because we can still just, just like just cryptography works, you know, outside of the context of a blockchain, 
So we can have like a like a Cloudflare worker that verifies the authenticity of a signature and then performs an action. So there could even be some like some like shipping address database, for example, that's that's wallet gated but is still private to everybody, um, for example. And so I think I think one of the biggest problems that data is solving is how to how to walk that line between Web three and Web two and making like the best and safest UX. Um, and one one way that's manifesting is creating a really powerful indexer that's going to make V two load um, basically as fast as any other website, which is something that I had not yet mentioned, but it's going to be really exciting. Jeez, you're dropping a lot. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a lot going on. <laughs> Is this private key? Sorry, Croncat, were you going to say something? I was just saying, you know, I think all of us here are talking about progressive Web 2 to Web 3. And, you know, we're all kind of in this point of trying to manage how we transition over any Web 2 stuff that can be censored should probably be moved. But that's not, you know, we, we got to ship, right? We got to yeah. ship our Web 2 things, try it out and make it better, you know? Ship. Um, Noah, you mentioned profile a, a lot. How and then you mentioned that you could subscribe to people or wallets and watch or know what how they vote and whatnot. What if somebody connects their identity? Like, how are you going to manage the the identity of voting and the identity of wallet? Just like how Swift might need to approach guarding somebody's mm. mailing address. Is there a way to vote? in a non-doxed way or well, how are yeah. you going to handle that? Yeah, yeah, Following, yeah. All the profile means is just you can, there's a text box that you can type in any name you want and then sign it with your wallet um, key and that becomes your, that just becomes your display name. So everywhere that your address is displayed, it'll be replaced with whatever you type in and then whatever like NFT image you select. Um, so the idea is not to like connect your, your your meat your meat person with your blockchain person it's just to make it so that the blockchain person has an actually recognizable identity so you can just make it the same as your discord or twitter and you can be as a non or non non as you want okay so i could i could choose say noah's bad kid and write my name is noah and then possibly impersonate you or how you could write yeah, you could write your name as Noah if someone hasn't already taken it. The names are globally unique. Um, and you can only choose an NFT that you own on Stargates or Juno. Um, oh, and so okay. you could Sweet. you could mint a fake image and but it would yeah. You you could impersonate someone um if you wanted to, but the address would always be visible and copyable and verifiable, so it's not really a new problem. Not it's like there's creating, there's some some possibility with the reputation system from a certain Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Incorporate, you know, your your the real Noah with the reputation. <laughs> um, just a yeah. reminder, if you have a question, just raise your hand. You can come up and talk. Um, we'll be gentle when we boot you. It'll be fine. Um, the the other part that I wanted to to ask uh, Swift is um, just so everybody knows who might have joined late. When when will we be able to try out Swift? Yeah. So for the general public, uh, you'll be able to use Swift in quarter in quarter one of twenty twenty three. So in a couple months, and we will be opening up access to some of Swift's infrastructure to verified and trustworthy sellers that will be vetting beforehand to uh, deploy Swift stores in December or January. Awesome. Um, Swift infrastructure, is it going to be on a cache? Are uh, you yes, doing so anything with a cache? Yes, we're doing a lot with a cache. So we have this feature we're calling one-click a cache deployments. So for sellers that want to easily and rapidly deploy, their e-commerce site when they're creating their site they'll be able to essentially deploy to akash in one click how this is going to happen is they're just going to be able to click that button and using interchain accounts will uh swap their tokens to akt akt transfer them over to the akash chain and create a new lease 
and deploy their Next.js site. Holy crap. That's okay. quick. <laughs> That's swift. All right. I think we're, you know, we're up at the end of the hour here. Maybe it's a good time to just double recap on, you know, Dowdo, Swift. Where can people find out more about you? You know, what's your socials? What's your Discord? All that stuff. So people can get well, in connection with you. Just just so I'm keeping us honest, we should have them do the explain it like I'm five, but for themselves. So Noah, do you feel like you can explain what Swift does in 60 seconds or less? Yeah, I think I can explain it. Okay, go ahead. Swift is a platform that allows for community governed, but still decentralized e-commerce so that you can find buyers and sellers and maintain a reputation system in a way that keeps everyone as safe as possible, but also allows for a free market to emerge. Perfect. Yeah, that was a perfect explanation. Excellent. Oh, yeah. All right, Swift, your turn. What is DowDow? DowDow uh, is a tool for communities to uh, govern themselves, I guess, uh, to propose new laws. I guess you could you could put this as a a village. It's a way for villages oh, we hope to so. yeah. It's a way for villages to decide what they want to do next, and who their their leaders and representatives are. Excellent. Okay, go ahead, Cronkat. My bad. That was awesome. You guys nailed it. Maybe maybe the format needs to change now. <laughs> uh, let's let's chat about. Where can people find out about you? How can people connect with you and help ship? Yeah, so dowdow.zone. That's D-A-O-D-A-O dot zone. Um, we have links to our Discord and Twitter on there. Discord is definitely the best place to find us. We're pretty much always around. Um, and yeah, our, our DAO homepage will, will give you everything you need to find, how you can help out. Our GitHub wikis are pretty well pretty well documented and, and point point to everywhere you need to go but honestly the best thing is to just ask us questions we like talking to people yeah so for us uh we are kind of in development so not as much stuff going on but just click on our little profile picture up here in the space and follow us on twitter we post all the time and uh, you'll be able to keep up kind of with, with what we're doing cool for those yeah. listening later at swift protocol at Dow zero underscore Dow zero. And it's been a pleasure having you guys on. Thanks, Neta, for co-hosting. And yeah, looking forward to seeing the innovations you guys both ship in the upcoming months. Thanks for topping trip. Thanks, guys. This is awesome. Thank you for having us, guys. Hey, have a great rest of your week. We'll see you later. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Juno Ships featuring Dow Dow and Swift Protocol. Hosted by Croncat. Recorded on Thursday, December 1st, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. Rolling down the street in my 6 I never had a 6 A kid can wish, though. I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful. Chilling with the dopey, this a weed is all I wish for. I'm feeling blissful. I got a missus. My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission. I'm singing this song. Got a couple albums out. We do all right, but it ain't really shit to write home about. Like to feed the fishbowl. Keep my stories mystical. I like my beats. Boom, bap and rap to be lyrical. I'm feeling cynical. Craving a little ritual. Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle. I keep looking and looking and looking, but never find nothing. We've been lied to, thinking this surprise under super secret lies. Motherfucker sneak inside, going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Trying to 
trying to stay offensive Trespassing here like this land looks expensive Ain't no time like the present Trying to stake a claim Just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims We're almost kind of running out of land here Living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird Same teams y'all, we just trying to get a bite to eat A little rest saved up, waiting for my time to sleep Head down, middle fingers up, yo I'm wide awake Never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away Seven time and space while the wrecking ball the place I expect you all to play, running marathons today when the sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit, it's all nixed Waking up early, gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say the shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me when I say the shit is do or die Totally gonna take care of Angela, man. He's he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that, guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Channel spaces.